0: Here's
1: the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, hello out there. Welcome to It's Your Life. Uh, I'm James Cooley, and, you know, I tell you, uh, it's Tuesday, and, you know, I, I just like I always say, Noah, uh, that uh, it takes a little bit before we get in the groove, but I believe that I'm in the groove uh, a little bit more today uh, because a lot of challenges and, and stuff that we have and we have to deal with And that goes with everyday life, whether it's the the human side or whether it's the plant side (laughs) of life. So uh, we're going to talk about tonight, Noah, we're going to talk about the plant side, bringing the living world of plants into our everyday life and focus. And I tell you, I'm one of the guys that uh, don't know a whole lot about plants and and go out and then, but I, I want to i don't know you might be an expert man. i actually
0: i'm not an expert but i do actually love all of that stuff and when i do dabble i'm actually not that bad but i i there's such a thing called plant therapy out there that's been helping people with you know just resetting their mindset and whatnot you incorporate these things into your daily life so many benefits
1: man i tell you we got an expert uh, that's been in the business. I think he told me 43 years. Wow. And, and uh, I mean, uh, he's all over, uh, uh, Dallas, San Diego started, uh, I think the first, uh, and he's going to tell us about it, uh, on the roof, uh, uh, something that he and I were talking about, but I'll tell you, we're we going to let him tell us about that one. So how have your day been my friend? Busy as always. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like sometimes it's a broken record, but, you know, when you
0: make great radio and you do it for a living, it's uh, a million miles a minute. But I can't complain because we've got some good shows out there, including this one and so many great messages to share with our listening audience.
1: Absolutely, man. And uh, Michelle, you know, my beautiful co-host. who How are you guys also, doing out there in Texas? You know, uh, i let Michelle start off first.
2: We're well, doing great, Noah. Um, it's um, it's not that hot anymore. I mean, it's still a little bit, you know, it's a little muggy stuff. But ooh, we were going like a, over a hundred degree, like for a, like a week or two. It was just a little bit too much. So, but day is going great. I'm um, um, I'm at peace. This is a great day.
1: It's a great day. A little bit. Uh, I I can say that a couple of things happened. You know, we uh, I I'm the Type of guy that never gonna tell anybody that they need to get the uh, shot or anything like that. It's up to each individual. But uh, uh, we uh, kind of got bad news on a couple of our friends that uh in the hospital. Uh, I mean, this uh, disease out there is is serious, and uh, I, I believe everybody just needs to think about it or take care of themselves and whatever that might be. Wear a mask Do whatever you have to. to make sure we don't get this thing. So uh, that, was my prayer, that my prayer, my prayers to the people that you know for sure. Yes, yes. And also, man, no, no, I opened up the stove, uh, the door of the stove, <laughs> The hand fell off, and, and, uh, it, the glass just shattered all over the floor. Oh, no. And we can't get it to close. So, uh, a uh, panic mode when it comes, because I like cooking, no. <laughs> okay, you're going to get me hungry here in mid show. <laughs> Yeah, now, you know, I heard uh, Andrea kind of mention about that banana pudding contest. She um, actually mentioned uh, <laughs> again
0: to me today, I, I think we're going to have a banana pudding cook bake-off uh, coming down the line. And I'm the one that benefits, so I'm okay with this.
1: Well, uh, you know, I'm okay with it because uh, Andrea sounds like she knows what she's talking oh, about. Oh, she, she does. And I think you do, too, so this is going to be good stuff oh absolutely but man uh i want to get off into this great show and i want our listening audience to know if you want to be part of the conversation that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. again that's one 888 michelle can you tell uh Listen to the audience, the purpose of today's show.
2: Yes, the purpose of today's show is to learn about the background of Jim Mumford, learn about Good Earth Plant and Flower Company, how the use of non-traditional gardening space, green roofs, living walls, tower gardens can enrich our lives, discuss the benefits of living walls, and learn about biophilia and how our plants involved in biophilia.
1: Can you introduce this great guest to us? uh-huh. Uh, it's
2: yes, I mean, there's this guest is amazing. Jim Mumford. Jim Mumford, a longtime San Diego resident, began his career in 1977 with the opening of Good Earth Plant and Flower Company, a flower bucket stand in downtown San Diego. More than four decades later, Mumford is a thought leader in expanding the potential for bringing the living world of plants into our everyday lives to experience their positive environmental aesthetic and health benefits. Mumford is an award-winning plantscaper, green roof and living wall designer, a sought-after speaker, and a recipient of numerous local and national awards. He's a certified landscape professional, accredited green roof professional, licensed contractor, and a nationally recognized plantscaper. Mumford is currently studying the relatively new fields of biomimicry and biophilia. In March 2008, Mumford launched greenscape buildings in addition to the Good Earth family of companies in green roofs, living walls, biofiltration, and rainwater harvesting systems. Inspired by building the first commercial green roof using his own building as a successful example, after being told it couldn't be done in Southern California, the Good Earth Headquarters now houses a living laboratory, testing new growing systems and products from around the world to ensure the success of his clients, projects in the arid Southern California climate and throughout the nation. Frequently featured as a green building expert by local and national print and broadcast media, including CNN and Fox Business, Mumford's also profiled for his entrepreneurial Skills. He was named a California Entrepreneur of the Year by Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of San Diego's top influentials by the San Diego Daily Transcript, and was a featured speaker at San Diego's Tech Youth Conference in San Diego. He's widely recognized for his work with the architectural and design communities and is respected for his innovative leadership in the industry. Mumford currently resides in San Diego. His adult son and daughter, Ted and Allie, inspire his desire to leave a sustainable world for the next generation. The James Cooley Show at Life proudly presents Mr. Jim Mumford to the show.
1: How you doing, Jim? Welcome to the show. How you doing, my friend? I'm
3: doing fantastic. That was a heck of a lead-in. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> man, it was so much here, man. And uh, so, I mean... You, uh, noted. Everything is noted, and you're doing a lot of great things. Can you tell our listeners, I know you're a long-time San Diego resident. Um, can you share with our, our listeners a little bit about you, your experience, and your background in growing up in beautiful San Diego?
3: Uh, I'm a Navy brat, so we came here on a couple of tours of duty back in the 60s. Uh, my dad shipped out, and I stuck around. I got into business pretty quick. I was 20 years old uh, when when the business became mine. Wow. So Navy.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm a retired Navy. I didn't know if you knew that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, but oh, yeah. Love the Navy, man. Love the Navy. Uh, uh can you tell us a little bit about your award winning plantscaping? Uh, to name a few, you got a lot, as Michelle mentioned, you know, uh, plantscaping and a lot of other different type of things. So,
3: what exactly is plantscaping? Well, we've all heard of landscaping, and uh, plantscaping is essentially potted plants and it just sounds a little nicer to say plantscaping or even interior scaping because most of what we do is inside uh, clearly a green roof is outside but i started inside and that's where our, our core business is
2: wow so how did you get started in this business jim i mean is this something you saw yourself doing um as a youngster or how, how did you get started
3: um i grew up camping hunting fishing my grandfather was a naturalist. Uh, he was a plant enthusiast. It kind of lent me some credibility to it. My dad followed followed suit, and it just kind of evolved. I, I got a job at a plant store downtown San Diego. Within a couple of months, I borrowed some money from my dad and bought it, and like I said, just just in my 20th birthday, I was in business. Wow, that
1: was, uh, man, young, uh, starting out business. But, uh, you know what, Jim? Uh, I'm all locked into this already. Plantscaping, like landscaping. But we're going to have to take a station break. But we're going to come back. We're going to continue to delve deeper into this. And if you are listening, you want to be part of the conversation. That's 1 344 117. Again, that's one eight eight 344 117. We'll be back shortly after
4: the break. Yes. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James
1: Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold.
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
4: FM 96.1. North County. AM 1170. San Diego. The answer.
0: It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for
1: more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back. To it's your life. I'm James Cooley. And uh, we got the award winner. Uh especially the expert when it comes to plants when it comes to plantscaping and, uh, when it comes to a lot of things that we're going to uh, learn about. So if you want to be part of the conversation, conversation, that's 344 1170. Again, that's 344 We've got Jim Mumford here. Hey Jim, uh, can you tell us, uh, about the good earth plant
3: company? Sure. It's, um, we're headquartered in San Diego. We do projects across the country, quite, quite a few in Southern California. We do living walls. We do moss walls. We do potted plants. We provide the design, the installation, and the maintenance. We also do green roofs. Um, we, and we do this project across the country, across the country New Jersey, New York, Florida, uh, Seattle. So it really depends upon where the client is. We've got a project going into Las Vegas here in a couple of weeks. And, and how we can best solve their needs. <laughs> you
1: mentioned living walls and plant. Can can you uh, kind of uh, explain that a little bit?
3: Well, everybody's seen a, a ivy growing up the side of a wall, maybe on a trellis. That's not what we really do. That is a type of green wall. We're, what are the green walls we do? There's a, a planting system that's attached to the wall. We've done projects as high as sixty feet in the air. And with a living wall, you're almost painting with plants. And so I'm placing plants across the the wall surface uh, and and diagonals and angles and teardrops and waves, different shapes, different colors, different textures. And when you stand back, it really looks like a painting.
2: Wow. Wow. Jim, the home that you designed and built was destroyed in 2003 uh, from the Cedar fire. So after that, your business changed. Can you tell us exactly what happened and how did your business change?
3: I tend to reinvent myself about every seven years. And I started out as that plant stand, flower stand down in the corner. So I essentially say I started as a florist. And over time, I started to become a plant service company. And we started running plants for events. When the fire hit, I was humming along, doing great business, pretty content with what we were doing. But when it hit and things changed drastically, um, I sat back and kind of, kind of looked at my life and looked at my career and said, what else is out there? What's different? What can, I, what can I go after? And I recalled a, a green roof uh, booth at a trade show I'd gone to, and I really didn't understand it, but I was interested in it. And in my post-fire days, I was really exploring and looked back on that green roof. And when I asked a couple of architects about it, they were more interested in what I knew than anything I'd ever talked to an architect in my life. And that kind of made it seem really important. And we chased green roofs at that point and created the first green roof in San Diego. I've been a large advocate for green roofs in Southern California. Um, it, I think it, there's a term we use, building integrated vegetation, which is a mouthful, but it makes sense. And it's exactly what we do. We bring plants into buildings, put plants on the walls of buildings, put plants on the, on the roofs of buildings. And now we're doing overhead moments where there are plants coming off the walls and off the ceiling. Hey, Jim.
0: Producer Noah here. Now, you've told us what plantscaping is. I actually kind of knew about it because my mom has had a huge love for potted plants since I was knee-high and still does. Could you tell us the importance of plantscaping? Because I'm sure there's an actual reason why people should maybe consider doing some of that
3: in their home or their business. That's going to lead right into the term biophilia. Thank, Thank you for that. Biophilia really very simply means our love of nature. And if you think about it, We are nature. We've only separated ourselves from nature by building homes over the last few hundred or thousand years. And so when we bring a piece of nature inside, it's pretty and it makes us happy. And there are studies after study that show that productivity goes up in an office space, absenteeism goes down. When you get a plant as a gift or cut flowers as a gift, it makes you happy. I've never seen anybody sad, oh, don't give me that plant, or geez, I don't want flowers in my space. And so it's, it's a very natural thing to have exactly that
0: it's a very natural thing and it's probably one of the easiest things i think that you can add on to your home that doesn't create a whole bunch of clutter and as you said at the end of the day it makes you feel
3: good and it's not very expensive i mean for all the things you put into a home plants are probably the least expensive part and they do the most
0: so let's fast forward now to 2021 obviously we've all been through just a Just a horrendous last year, year and a half with the pandemic. How did this affect your business?
3: And then going forward, how did you revitalize your business? You know, it was was interesting. I talked to a a number of colleagues across the country on a weekly basis, and we started to see it coming. And I've got a colleague up in Seattle. They got hit a little sooner than we did. I've got a colleague in the Bay Area. And as I'm talking to them and seeing what they're going through, I realized it was going to hit us next. And so I asked my office manager to pick up every mask and hand sanitizer she could. I instructed my employees to go out water plants to water like they're not coming back for a month. We got in touch with our clients immediately and let them know what was going on. We lost very, very little business. I was very surprised. We've got some big clients out there, and the uh, San Diego clients, uh, Qualcomm, Illumina, the zoo, uh, they didn't want us coming back for a while. Some did, um, and at this point, We've recovered pretty much everything we've lost, and then some. Business is just booming right now. Yeah, business is actually
0: good for a lot of people. I hope it continues to stay that way. And it's good. I've heard of other businesses that saw it coming kind of like yourself. It's good you were able to get ahead of that. I think that attests to a lot of businesses that have been able to make it thus far.
3: Yes, I I really credit my buddies for, for helping me see that early on. And my crew. I've got such a good culture at work right now. I enjoy going to work every day. Uh, There's no conflict. There's no gossip. It's just a fantastic place to work. We're very careful about who we add to the team. We're looking for people right now. So design skills, sales skills, uh, even horticulturists we're looking for. But uh, join the team. It's a fantastic place to work.
2: I'm sure it is. Jim, people don't understand the importance of clean indoor air and air circulation. Has this interest, this new generated interest, um, spiked up interest in what you do. Yes.
3: I think that um, coming out of or, or with the pandemic in hand, people have looked at indoor space harder and what they wanted to get from it. And, and employers are looking, how do I attract employees to come back? Plants given aura of freshness and nature, as we said, and beauty and happiness. If the space is good for people, fresh air, uh, natural light. It's good for plants and vice versa. So we go hand in hand together.
1: Wow, Jim. Okay. So on that note, you wrote a white paper with some colleagues about coming back into the offices after the pandemic. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that?
3: It's pretty simple. We We approached it. We didn't want it to seem like Well, this white paper was sponsored by plant people, so the only conclusion we could come up with was that you needed plants to to fight the pandemic. We brought in a psychologist. We brought in an architect. We really explored how employers are going to bring people back because a lot of people went home and started working from home like that. What we're finding is there's going to be a hybrid, and I think everybody's going to work from home a couple of days a week, go to the office a couple of days. It's a collaborative space. There's something the energy... Uh, the creativity that happens when people are in close proximity is going to be important. Do we want to be separated by a shower curtain or a piece of plastic or maybe a plant or plant wall? Um, it really just invites people back into the space. Is
1: it working? Is uh, people coming back? Are they feeling more comfortable? I mean, you come back and you look up, you see all the great plants. And you, and uh, so is, is it working,
3: in your opinion? I believe so. The The interesting thing we found was that when there was only a few people in the office, the plants became that much more important to them. Uh, they really wanted to make sure their plants were living and doing well because that was their their uh, office buddy, so to speak. And so as people have been coming back slowly, and, and our, our clients have a little bit of every kind of different requirement from us, fully masked, fully vaccinated, only coming back sometimes, um, it, it is working for them, it's working for us, and we're slowly making a lot of progress on making sure everybody's very happy with what's going on.
2: Jim, you know, people have added lots of plants in their home during this pandemic. There's a report that there's an indoor plant shortage. Is this true? Is this fact or fiction? Oh,
3: my God. There's a plant shortage. Um, Yes, it's and it's a combination of a few things. Hurricanes of a few years ago wiped out a lot of the, the big nurseries down in Florida. That didn't help. Uh, the second and third generation of long-time nurseries, they don't want to be in the plant business anymore. So they're selling off the, the land for condos. Um, then the supply interruption hit with the pandemic. Um, plants, if you're not growing little plants, you're not growing big plants. And so everybody's buying plants. There, there's such a huge shortage. I'll order 100. I'll get 20. Used to be I'd say I want 10 of these. I'd get And I can't even tell a client necessarily what I'm going to bring them. I can just say, I'll bring a six-foot plant. It'll be green. I can't tell them it's a Dracaena or a Palm or a Ficus tree.
2: Well, how do we fix this problem with this plant shortage?
3: That's going to be way longer than the time we have to talk about. (laughs) Um, You know, I was talking to growers. I went to a convention a couple of weeks ago in Ohio, and they're projecting about another year or so, maybe two years to come out of this. The, the tough part is there's a clay shortage as well. So pottery is going to be in short supply. Some of the factories in Vietnam that are producing fiberglass pots and, and uh, uh, clay pots have been hit by COVID. So they're not producing right now. And shipping is messed up. So shipping costs are $4,500. $4, a container now is $16,000. So pretty soon we're not going to be, be able to get pots for plants.
1: Wow, yeah. you mentioned we were talking about plants, but now you're saying there's a clay shortage as well.
3: Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. Wow. So we do have a lot of problems that we got to fix because we have to keep this natural green everything going and around for generations and generations to come. You know. So, uh, but we're gonna take a station break, Jim. But we're gonna come back and continue to have this fascinating
4: conversation. It's your life from James Coley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over
1: yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book country boy city boy a journey that ain't over yet on amazon and wherever audiobooks are sold
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
4: The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on Smart Speakers and Odyssey.com.
0: It's time to dream big, think big, and be big.
1: It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. We got Jim Monfort uh, Monfort here. I'm learning so much, and... I listen, to audience, I know you're learning as well. If you want to be part of this conversation, ask this great man some questions, that's one 888 1170 Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Jim, I got to ask you this question. Can indoor plants reduce workplace stress?
3: Yes. There's there are a, a number of studies show that. And and it's not only stress, but it really is. It does help uh, improve creativity and it improves productivity and it reduces absenteeism. And and again, if if a space is good for a plant, it's good for a human. If it's good for a human, it's good for a plant. We go hand in hand.
1: So you mentioned productivity. And I believe that to be true. Can you uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about that? What's the relationship between... Uh, productivity, in your opinion, as it relates to plants and people wanting to come to work and want to put out the best product uh, for that company that they can.
3: I think it's the overall environment. If you go into a space and it's well-designed, the ergonomics are there, your chairs are comfortable, the desks are at the right height. If you've got a view of nature or out, out a window at something, studies show that that improves your, your productivity. The Japanese have a, have a forest bathing is one of their their remedies for stress. They suggest you go out in the forest and just sit there and take it all in. It's called shinrin yoku. Um, I, I think there's the. I can't say enough about how that makes me feel, and I think it. Re- I can relate to everybody else as well. Shin, said <laughs> I shinrin yoku, <laughs> forest bathing.
1: Oh, man. Noah, that sounds interesting. What do you think?
0: That's interesting. I mean, I've always loved Japanese culture anyway. I always have. And now I've learned something brand new, and I'm going to actually probably go look it up after the show tonight. (laughs) So, Jim, and I may be totally off base on this, but I know you are an expert on living walls. So, what is a living wall? And I'm just picturing Wrigley Field and the big the big <laughs> ivy that covers the wall on the uh, on the outfield there. Am I right on with that, or is it something completely different?
3: Wrigley Field is more of ivy that's covering the wall. That is a type of green wall. But again, what we do is a system. So it's if you imagine one of the systems we use is it's like a squashed milk crate, a two by two. And it's got soil in it. You mount that to the wall times 100, and you plant the sides of them. There's soil inside there. And so the plant is literally growing in that system on the wall. And That's, what's the benefits of a living wall? Well, beyond the the, just the aesthetic value, if you're on the south side of a building, it helps cool the, the building down. I mean, the plants are absorbing that heat that comes in. Um, it doesn't necessarily sound attractive to have birds, bugs, butterflies, but bees and other Other pollinators are going to be in that wall. Birds will nest in it. And so it adds a little bit of nature onto the side of a building. That's great. Uh, I've got one more. Inside, there's air filtration systems that go right into the wall. And so as plants will help clean the air, um, they pump the air of an HVA system, the, the heating and ventilation system, right through that living wall. It helps clean out formaldehyde, benzene, and other toxic chemicals we don't want to be breathing. That's an amazing benefit. Yes.
2: Jim, you also build moss walls. Um, Are moss walls... Well, first of all, what are they? Are moss walls really made of the stuff that grows on rocks?
3: Yes. There are several different kinds of moss we use. One of them actually is a lichen. and, And these are preserved. We have moss growing on walls outside all the time, but not on purpose. Moss is very finicky. If I try to grow it, it just doesn't want to behave itself. But using the preserved moss... We create these walls that are just just gorgeous. I I absolutely suggest you look at the website because it's such a visual thing I can't show you on the radio. But we're incorporating different textures and colors and depths, uh, types of moss. Uh, I'm still astounded how beautiful they are. We've been doing it for five or six years now.
2: Wow. Um, Can you explain to our listening audience what are green roofs? Green roof
3: is essentially um, plants on... A man-made structure. It could be a bridge. It could be a parking structure, but for the most part, it's going to be on a building. There's two essentially different kinds of green roofs. One is called extensive, where it's just six inches of soil or less, and that's more of an environmental roof. The, the, The reason you're really doing that is more for the environmental purposes. There's also an intensive green roof, and that's six inches of soil or more. And if you can imagine anything on the ground from pathways to hedges to trees to water features, and that's where people go. And so that's a different type of green roof. We do both of them, but we do the extensive eco roofs more often.
2: Wow. Jim, you're also uh, being profiled for your entrepreneur, entrepreneurial skills. You were named California Entrepreneur of the Year by Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Can you tell us how that... Um, that title, that award, that recognition. Um, how did you feel about that?
3: Oh, my goodness. Um, I was pretty blown away. In fact, when they called me, I, I thought it was a hoax or, or somebody trying to sell me something. Oh, will name me Entrepreneur of the Year if you only donate $2,000 to our magazine or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out of the work on green roofs because I've been an advocate for a green roof for quite a while. And we built the first permitted green roof in San Diego on our headquarters. And from there it's really just kind of taken off and that conversation that says, "We can have a rooftop that helps cool a building, it helps cut down on the energy use. One of the things that's that's very profound here in San Diego is it used to be rain hits our roof down the gutter out the street and out into the ocean as fast as possible, and that carried with it a lot of bad things oil, dog poop, et cetera and so the oceans became sick after you know after it rained, and so a green roof will hold on to sixty to eighty percent of a rain event. What it releases is very slowly, so it really helps the environment from that perspective. Again, the birds, bees, and butterflies habit are find a habitat there. And if you look in my where my building is, it's an industrial area, but I've got monarch butterflies up there all the time. Uh, we have birds nesting up there. It's really an amazing little piece of nature in the built environment. Wow, hey, Jim, uh, your accolades and
1: all a lot of stuff that we did not go over like. Uh, you the past president, and you also current a board member, or and also a member of the Plantscape Industry Alliance. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about those organizations? What does it consist of? Is that just uh, Southern California or nationwide, or is? Can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Sure. I think the organization I'm most proud of right now that I'm on the board for is Green Plants for Green Buildings, GPGB.org will get you there. It really is an advocate for the awesomeness of plants uh, the affordability the well-being side of them the environmental care that plants bring us um it, it's it's essentially a uh, a group of like-minded plant companies that are out there helping to promote what we do for the, the good of the country good of the world
1: wow you know so you're doing a lot of great things. What is the most requested out of all the plants and all the things that, that you're doing? What is the most requested that uh, clients uh, seek out uh, for you to do?
3: Well, a few years ago, it was cannabis. And I had to <laughs> I had to turn <laughs> I turned that one down left and right. Uh, it wasn't legal. <laughs> um, these days, um, people love succulents and We can do a really beautiful succulent wall outside i can't do one inside and i think that really how we approach it is we're a solution-oriented company if an architect or designer or a ceo or a homeowner comes to us with an idea we're there to help them figure out how to make that how to how to achieve that idea sometimes it isn't a living wall sometimes it's a, a wall made out of preserved plants or even replica plants Sometimes if they don't want to irrigate it, we can do the moss wall. It requires no light, no irrigation. Sometimes it has to be very thin like a moss wall. The, the living walls, we do are pretty thick. They stick out 12 inches from the wall. So it really depends upon what a client's looking for is how we solve their problems.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, Jim, producer Noah here again, that maybe somebody just has an aesthetic that they're looking for, whether it's a business or just a, a you know a, a person that wants to improve their home, if they have that aesthetic and they're able to tell you, uh, that helps you visualize it. And I'm sure you can go forward from there to tell them what pieces they need to kind of bring it all together.
3: Exactly. That's exactly it. They have an aesthetic, they're design, they're trying to achieve a feel, and we're here to help them figure out how to make that work for them. Um, it's very important if you get a living wall, the maintenance on it is not easy When we were first starting to go, hey, look, guys, it's a plant on a desk or it's a plant on the wall. It's the same thing. It's really not. There's a nuance to it that, that we've learned over the course of years to make it effective and make it successful. So if you get a living wall or decide to do that, if you keep it small, you can probably do it yourself pretty easily. But you have to be dedicated to it to a certain degree. If it's a big wall and you want it in your home or your business, I'd highly suggest you hire a professional company like ours to take care of it. You say it takes
0: dedication. Like, how often are you talking about being dedicated to something like that to make sure that you're
3: taking care of it properly? Um, We typically visit our clients every other week. So it's not every day, but it's a couple of weeks of a couple of hours. Uh, We've got a lot of projects out there. If you've seen the living wall at Fashion Valley here in San Diego behind True Foods, kind of next to the Cheesecake Factory. Um, We designed it. We installed it. It looked fantastic while we maintained it. We don't maintain it anymore it's looking good now they've had a little bit of difficulty but they've worked it through and really come through with it and so it was a really good example for me that maintenance is critical and if you try to pay half price on the maintenance you're going to have a half dead wall
0: this might seem like a silly question but do you have is there a minimum for what you will do for a job maybe somebody just wants something really really simple and small do you guys specialize in that as well
3: we pretty we, we shy we tend to shy away from that we're contractors essentially and and we don't look at a job really less than twenty five hundred dollars, which isn't all that much, really. Um, and then for the maintenance, we're looking at one hundred fifty dollars a month. If we're talking an office, you know, heck, you can, you know, that that six dollar cup of coffee once a day, <laughs> you may, maybe cut to three dollar cup. And I could, I can supply the plants, the pots, and the maintenance on a lease for a couple hundred dollars a month,
0: and maybe even cheaper coffee. I mean, who knows?
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I, I can't grow coffee yet inside, but we'll, we're working on that, right? We're working on it. Man, I tell you, Jim, that uh, I'm telling you that this is fascinating and uh wow, you know, but we're going to take a station break. But I cannot wait to get back to finish this discussion and find out what Jim five year business plan is, 10 year plan and all of these other things that's related to what he's doing. So if you want to be part of the conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. We'll be back shortly after the break with Jim Moffat. It's your life from James Cooley.
4: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley.
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
4: Streaming now at the Answer San Diego.com and Odyssey.com. It's
0: time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your
1: Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to it's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and we got Jim Mumford here. And I'll I tell you, we're learning all about the living of plants and, and the world of everyday life and how that kind of fits in Noel, with how we feel, how we act, how we produce at the job as well. As making sure that uh, we're keeping the world safe from a green perspective <laughs> so
0: yeah adding you know plants uh, plantscaping we'll use the correct terminology to <laughs> any environment it really I can't think of a, of a negative aspect of it it's all positive and it also benefits the environment and your mood
1: Noah this guy is good I'm just gonna tell you <laughs> he's very very good very very knowledgeable and uh if you want to be part of the conversation that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy again that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven Jim, as we was going to the break i, I kind of gave you a hint that I will getting ready to throw you off topic a little bit because uh what do you see your business in five years, and another question that's always asked is how you see yourself in ten years
3: well, that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> In as much as I'm 63, I enjoy my work every single day. I can't imagine not working, but I also haven't had a, a vacation longer than a couple weeks in 43 years. And so I'm trying to pay attention to if I wait too long to retire, and retirement just sounds like just an awful, ugly word. I don't I don't honestly know. All I can tell you right now is we're going through the process of automating the business and bringing in an a, in a a specialist to really work through all the different processes and figure out the best software to, to take us into the 20th century. And I'm amazed by what's going to be able, what's possible to really make my business that much more efficient. And that that's exciting to me right now. Um, and, and continuing to build the culture. I can't say enough about how good it is right now. It's been good in the past. It's been worse in the past. But right now, it is just Fantastic. And so wow. it's, the, <laughs> it's the people that make it fun. You also
1: mentioned in, the, in your bio, uh, your 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 son, Ted and daughter, Ali, uh, are they inspired or they are just as excited as you are about uh, uh,
3: the business and what you do? Not at all. At least not today. <laughs> uh, my, my son just passed the bar. He's up in Sacramento. He's uh, he's advocating for the underprivileged. This kid's going to change the world in a good way. Uh, My daughter, she's creative. She's artistic. Um, She hasn't really found her niche yet, but it's going to come and it's going to knock it out of the park. And who knows? I talk to buddies with businesses all the time. They say, hey, the kids went out, went to college, graduated, went out in the real world. All of a sudden, dad's business became very attractive when they came back. So who knows? I could get both of them back at some point. But right now, I don't see it.
1: Wow, I, I, you just mentioned something that I know I, I can just tell uh, my uh, producer probably like, oh, uh, another a guy that's going to help change and he- help bring and make the world better. Changing I mean, the world,
0: man, that's what it's all about.
1: <laughs> that's what it's all
0: about.
2: Hey, Jim, you previously discussed what a biophilia is. I'm interested, what is biomimicry?
3: Biomimicry is just a little bit different. And so if you imagine that Business goes out into the natural world and looks how nature has solved some problems. A good example right here in town is Qualcomm looked at a butterfly wing and how its iridescence in the sunlight allowed you to be able to see the color. And so they adapted that cell structure into a, into a phone screen so you could see it outside in the sun without having to try to shade it. Another good example is the Japanese. They, they copied the, the head and bill of a kingfisher, which is a bird that dives into the water. When it hits the water, it barely makes a ripple. And they put that same shape on the front of their bullet trains, and now they move through the air with less friction. That's biomimicry.
0: I have to tell you, Jim, As the more you talk about things that come from the Japanese, it, it, it just, I, I love the things that they do culturally and the, thing, the ideas that they have with so many different aspects of life. Didn't know that one about the bullet train, but brings me to my next question. How much, and maybe it's a good deal, maybe it's not, I don't know, how much in your business do you use bonsai trees? I absolutely love them.
3: Okay, Lego just put out a bonsai tree. And I just got one. So I'm going to be putting that together on my dining room table the next couple of days. Very nice. Um, uh, we Bonsais are really hard inside. I love them. Uh, you can get a juniper bon, uh, bonsai fairly inexpensively. They require a lot of light and a lot of water. They do. And so there's preserved uh, juniper bonsai. So if you see a bonsai on one of our projects, check to see if it's actually living or not. It'll fool you. That's the first time I ever heard of a bunzai.
1: <laughs> oh, they're incredible. <laughs> yeah, they're incredible. And, no, I think we got a caller, a uh, San Diego caller. Uh, yeah, Dolly. We, we have Dolly. She's got a question for Jim. How you doing, Dolly? Welcome to the show.
6: Hey, thank you very much. I Before I ask my question, you mentioned forest bathing. There was a story <laughs> on the Olympics about forest bathing. Some of their reporters went out on a fourth bathing trip it was really cool so <laughs> it's getting some love <laughs> but my real question is this you know we live in like the best climate in the country but when I see these spectacular pictures photos some are on your website and your social media of green roofs and living walls they always seem to be in Asia or toronto or even more like chicago and new york why don't we have more in san diego it seems like it's the perfect antidote to global warming and a whole lot of other problems so what would it take to see more of them
3: easy answer incentives and so places like chicago seattle washington dc all have incentives for these so you get bonus points if you put a green roof on a building once upon a time, downtown San Diego, you were allowed to build a slightly bigger building if you put a green roof on at least 50% of your building. A lot of builders did it, uh, didn't necessarily take care of them after they got their, their building up. So I said, hey, we should have a green roof police go down there, and if you haven't maintained your green roof, we have to take a story off your building. That, that would certainly be an incentive. <laughs> but it's, it's really there. It's, it's some kind of uh, you go to the front of the building permit line, you get building permits faster, cheaper, easier, um, it, it's an incentive that really puts it out there.
6: But wouldn't it cool? Wouldn't it cool things down a little bit? I and mean, I think we need all the cool we can get right now.
3: Uh, absolutely, but um, and so a green roof will help protect the life of that roof, so you get a longer lifespan. It helps keep you from putting an old roof into the, into the landfill. There's a lot of reasons why I think it's good for the for the owner of the building. It's also good for the community. But without the incentive. It's, it's not that much more expensive than a, a standard roof, but it does have some additional costs and some ongoing costs. On a green roof, we really try to make the maintenance as minimal as possible. We only go about five or six times a year. So it gets a lot, lot more simple to do. We're checking the drains, make sure they're not getting clogged up, make sure the plants don't uh, need fertilizer, prune them out of the drain, um, keep the weeds off there. I don't want a tree growing on a green roof. If you get some pictures of our roof at work, It's only three inches of soil. It's very, very shallow, but we can grow a lot of plants in it. It's actually very surprising.
6: Well, thank you very much. Thank you for this show. It's been really fun to listen to all of this.
1: Absolutely. You know, so, wow. Uh, Jim, we coming down to about the last couple of minutes. And you know what we talked about earlier? uh, I said, hey, it all depends on this and that. (laughs) Guess what? Home run. I want to know more about plants. I want to know more about green. I want to know a lot more. And I know my my great producer want to know as well.
0: Yeah, I right think now. we could actually get a, a, a part two on this very easily. So many new things to, to learn. I actually don't have time to get to the question, James, that, that I want to get to. But we should welcome him back to the show most definitely. Absolutely.
3: Happy
1: to. Hey, Jim, how can I listen on your song, get in touch with you, Uh, reach out to you for your services, uh, and also just to learn uh, a lot more about what you do and and everything associated with that.
3: We've got a very robust website, goodearthplants.com. There's a lot of information on there. We really went after the FAQs hard so that a lot of questions people have we can answer. Uh, I do a lot of public speaking, so if you've got a group that wants to hear me talk, uh, we just got asked into a senior center. I've spoken to garden clubs, architects, tier designers, organizations. So happy to spread the word any way I can.
2: Jim, if you weren't in this profession, what would you be doing? I mean, if, you know, uh, you, what 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 would you be doing?
3: You know, I thought about that periodically over the 43 years. What the heck would I rather do that's this much fun? I can't think. Of, you know, maybe be a cowboy. I, I watched a lot of Westerns as a kid. Um, but I think being a cowboy is probably a lot harder than what I'm doing.
1: You know, uh, real quickly, because we're about down to about... Uh, 90 seconds what would a, a gym today tell a young gym uh 43 years ago what advice would you give
3: him keep a better database so many people that i've met and talked to over the years i've forgotten their names their phone numbers a lot of them are retiring right now which is really uh it's it's challenged people i've worked with for 40 years all of a sudden they're not working there anymore uh um,
1: so yeah keep a better database but, Jim, I want to thank you so much for taking time to come on the show. You're welcome back. You're welcome back. I'd like to thank all uh, my great co-hosts here, Michelle Cooley. I'd like to thank my great, great producer, Noah Dingley. And most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience for taking time to tune in to the James Cooley Show Monday through Friday. We've got a great show coming up tomorrow, but always, we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring these great messages to you. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place it's your life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you what, go green, take care of the plants, uh, and you know what, also join in to make sure that we can help us uh, sue up this shortage and, and, and supply plants back on the world. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Talk to you
4: later.